Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here with my co-host, D Lane. Unfortunately, DG couldn't be with us tonight. Uh, getting ready for the big day. He's got uh, he's got some wedding stuff he's got to get done and some things to do around the house with uh, with the upcoming wifey. And so tonight it's just me and D-Lane, and we're here to talk about some home run derby. We're here to talk about the All-Star game. And ultimately, in my opinion, how baseball won the week. I thought it was uh, two great events, and and I think they, they knocked it out of the park. Uh, D-Lane, we'll get to that in just a second. But, man, how you doing tonight? No, man, I'm doing good. Uh, glad to be here. So it's going to be a good show, I think. Yeah, man, there was a there was a lot of stuff that, that went down at Dodger Stadium, man, a lot of good stuff, and we're here to talk about it tonight. And, man, just looking at all of it and, and the show that Major League Baseball put on, what was your overall thoughts on, on the All-Star festivities? Um, I think uh, – I think MLB, I think the MLB I think they did a uh, a good job at kind of like you know promoting the home run derby and trying mm-hmm. to uh, and the All Star game and stuff like that. I mean, you can definitely tell they're trying to grow the game of baseball. And uh, I might sound weird, you know, because like baseball is a worldwide sport, but I just feel like the three major sports in America, I, to me at least, I just feel like baseball just hasn't it doesn't grow the attention to me, like, you know, basketball and football has over the couple uh over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that uh I feel like what they did like kind of this week and, you know, the week following up to the All Star game, I feel like the MLB did a pretty good job of uh kind of promoting the All Star game, trying to just trying to like draw people's attention to uh, you know, 
watch baseball. And uh, I think that's going to help the game a lot. And uh, so hopefully they, you know, hopefully they're on the right track to, you know, you know, grow the game of baseball even more in, in America. So, yeah, I, uh, I agree with that a hundred percent. And, you know, me and DG, we did an episode, I think like last week or something. And, and, we were talking about the big names that have to get into the home run derby because you look over at like the, the slam dunk competition in the NBA, man. And, and it's just kind of, it's, it's fizzled out because you don't see the best names in the, in the dunk competition. And it's gotten to where it's kind of unwatchable and you didn't want the home run derby to get like that. And they come out with a stellar lineup. You had Kyle Schwarber as the one seed, Albert Pujols, Juan Soto, uh, Jay Ram, as in Jose Ramirez, and you had Corey Seager and and Julio Rodriguez and Pete Alonzo and Ronald Acuna Jr. And it was just a star-studded lineup. And I know a lot of people who love the game of baseball and everything, they were really rooting for Albert Pujols. But myself, man, you know, I kind of looked at that as like, it was a feel-good story, but that was the one person that I just kind of felt like shouldn't have been there. And that might have been my only thing with the whole All-Star week was him hitting in the home run derby. Like, I wish they kind of would have slid in another big-name star. And like a Rafael Devers, man. And I know he he didn't want to participate and all that, but, I mean, Devers in the home run derby in that slot would have been absolutely sick. And, look, we'll get on the Albert Pujols knocking out Kyle Schwarber thing. But – you know, it was, oh, the feel-good story and all that. Like, I get it. And he's a legend and he's a Hall of Famer. But that did – that was about the only thing that kind of took it down a notch for me. But other than that, man, the all-star game, the competitiveness, you know, we're going to get into all of that. I thought the MLB knocked it smooth out of the park. I know some people have talked about Dodger Stadium uh, – you know, wasn't the place to have it and all that. But I think Dodger Stadium did a great job. Uh, the the scene and the setting and, and the mountains in the background. And I saw a couple of pictures on Twitter. And it just looked absolutely incredible there in L.A. And I think a lot more events need to be held in L.A. Like, you know, you look at the Super Bowl, man. It was a great event. Halftime show was popping with Snoop and all them in the Super Bowl. And I just think L.A. is a, is a great city to hold events like that. And so, like I said, ultimately, I think they knocked it out of the park. And first, D-Lane, I want to jump over here to the actual game before we break down the home run derby and everything. I want to jump into the game. And we start out, there was a a lot going on about Clayton Kershaw getting the start for the National League. We thought, you know, I thought it should have been Sandy. But what was your overall thoughts on Kershaw getting the start? Um, me personally, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, I understand why he did it. You know, he's, you know, the Dodger kid, he's been there uh, a long time. Yeah, Um, 15 years. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand why he got the start, but I personally don't like it. I mean, how, if we're sitting there saying like, hey, you know, all-stars, like best of the best, you know, best in the game. Um. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, like, the starting nine, boom. Like, those are your best nine, like, this year, right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how is how is Sandy 
just not the starter. I mean, it, mm-hmm. either way, it still would have been it still would have been cool for Kershaw to pitch. Like no matter if he would have started or you know coming or coming in like the second, third, fourth, or you know so forth and so on. Like it still would have been cool for him to pitch in the All Star game in his own in his home stadium. But it's like, how do you not give it to a guy that's posted a one point seven ERA? And his past mm. what like six starts, he's gone seven plus innings with like four it's like, runs. It's like, like I mean, he's went like twelve straight starts into the seventh or something crazy like that. Yeah, and it's like the dude's having you know arguably possibly one of the greatest pitching seasons we've ever seen. And it's like you're gonna take it away from him to like not even say hey like we're gonna give it to Kershaw because this is his mm-hmm. home stadium. So I thought it was kind of whack. Um, that Sandy didn't get the start, but I mean, I also understand it from the MLB's perspective. So, you know, it kind of is what it is, but it's just, to me, it wasn't a a good move at all. Yeah. So that was kind of my thing with it. And I tried to break it down on social media the other day to some of the followers. And I said, it's an entertainment thing. Okay. It's going to draw the home crowd, even more people to the stadium because Clayton's going to get the start. He's a 15-year vet. He's been to nine All-Star games, and he hasn't started. And that was his first start in his home park. And it's all about a money draw, right? I mean, that that's we all know what it's about. And the one thing I did love about him starting was the competitiveness, okay? And they asked him right before he went out on the field, they said, what do you got tonight? And he said, hey, I'm going to rear back and throw it as hard as I can. It's probably going to be 90-91, but I'm going to give it everything I got. And you saw it from the leadoff, Shohei hitting leadoff. He gets on, and Kershaw picks him off. And right there, I was like, hey – you know, we're in we're in for a, a battle right here. And this is what I love to see. We're picking off in an all-star game. And a lot of people might disagree with that, D-Lane, but I love to see it because, in like I said earlier, in most all-star games, you don't get competitive. Uh, look at the Pro Bowl. It's it's basically flag football. Mm-hmm. And in, in the NBA all-star game, the score's 250 to 247. Like, it's just not competitive. And then to see Kershaw pick off Otani, and Otani was completely fooled. He never saw it coming. And I said right here, it, it's it's filthy. Like, that's exactly what Major League Baseball needs in this moment with the whole entire world watching. And so that was the one thing I did like about it was Kershaw kind of set the tone there, in my opinion. He set the tone and – he let everybody know, like, hey, we're here to compete. We're here to go balls to the wall, and I'm here to win this damn baseball game. And, unfortunately, you know, the National League, they didn't win. I feel like they never win. But uh, over the over the history of the All-Star game, it just feels like here lately it's been all AL. But, man. Nine years in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's crazy to think about. But, man, t- you know, talking a little bit about – how they just set the tone and everything. We saw offense early and all that. And, you know, I want to, I want to ask you about like the umpire cam D lane. Like, how did you feel about that? Like, I thought it was just absolutely sick and I wanted to see more of it, but how did you feel about the MLB? Just, just showing you a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I think it was incredible. Um, you, you know, like you you see the like the break on pitches. You know, like 
you know, when somebody like Sandy, like he throws a sinker and, you know, they got the, the uh, camera from like center field, like you can see the break, you know, on that and like see how really like just uh, disgusting it is. But it's like, man, you don't realize like how nasty like that, like Clayton Kershaw, when he struck out Aaron Judge in the very first inning with that slider, yep. like, man, that slider coming from the home plate perspective, like mm-hmm. as pretty much a hitter's perspective, like breaking in on you like that, man, that's just, that's disgusting. So just seeing like really and truly like kind of how maybe how hard it is to be a, a professional baseball player, like knowing you got to, you know, you got to hit the movement of like some of these, some of these sliders or, you know, like the sinkers. And so it's a, or, you know, like Kershaw, he's got the famous curveball. like seeing that from like pretty much a batter's perspective with the, uh, the umpire cam, like that's just, it's crazy to me that like, these guys can, you know, sit back on that curveball and like, you know, hit it 400 feet or, um, or like, you know, how easy like it is for them to be fooled, like on that slider that struck judge out. Like that's just, uh, I, I thought it was great though. I wish they would you know, maybe not bring it for every regular season game, but like yeah. playoffs, man, I would, I would love to see a, uh, an umpire cam in the playoffs. Yeah, and and you know I had the same take on it. There is is like it just really zeroed in on how hard it is to be a professional hitter. And you brought up my exact point with the judge and the Kershaw slider and everything. Like just what it takes to lay off of that. Like you can't do it, man, because it's just that filthy. And it shows that how difficult it is to be a professional hitter. And, and this game is hard. It's extremely hard. And did you see the one with Stanton that they shared yeah. with him? I mean, dude, that is – that's incredible. I mean, he hit that ball – he hit that ball a fucking mile. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, and, and just like – that's another thing about the All-Star game that got it hyped up is they were asking him like, hey, how does it feel to be in L.A. like where you used to sit right there? And he comes up and hits a, hits a bomb right where he used to sit as a kid growing up like – like John Carlos set the he set the 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 moment the tone man and it was just it was sick I mean like they need more of that in baseball and the next thing I wanted to ask you which I thought was one of the best things that has ever happened in the MLB All Star Game man was the the mic'd up with the pitchers like Alec Manoa starting it off. And then they go and they go to Max Freed and Garrett Cole, and then they went to Jose Trevino and uh, Nasty Nestor, Nestor Cortez. And mm-hmm. just how cool was that to you? Because I thought it was incredible, man. And I wish they could really do it in the regular season. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's another thing is like, especially um, with. Uh, Alec Manoa with uh with him like you know I forgot who it was in the in the booth that uh that told him he was like hey you know give me a you know give me a uh front door slider and you know he's sitting there, he cracks, he's like he's smoke yeah and he's like give me a he's like you know give me a you know front door slider and he's like oh he's like he's like you're sexy you know so it was yeah. kind of just a you know just a a joking thing and uh but you know it was really really exciting to uh to sit there and, you know, kind of like the conversation that really just kind of runs through their head, you know, over and over, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you look at Trevino and uh, Nestor, like, obviously they, you know, they pitch and, you know, catch with each other every single day. And, uh, 
it was, you know, like they were talking to each other and it was like, hey, you know, Trevino, like what you want? He's like, hey, let's go, let's go backdoor cutter. And mm -hmm. one, to see, you know, okay, backdoor cutter and to see Nestor put it, you know, two inches off the plate, like that's special. Like, you know, it's, mm -hmm. so it's, um, and then, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, hey, Trevino, like I want to go, you know, with Austin Riley, he said, hey, he's like, I want to go up and in heater. And, you know, he puts it inside on the hands. And then uh, just to see the conversation between pitcher and catcher, and then the very next pitch, he was like, okay, like, you know, Nestor's like, hey, he's sitting cutter. I'm going up and in heater again. And then he, he does it. And um, I believe that's the one that, uh, yeah, Austin, he uh, he fouled it off. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then it was like, all right, well, now what? And he's like, all right, well, hey, I'm going back to the pitch I like the most. I'm going with that cutter. And it, it eventually struck uh, struck Riley out. So it's um definitely the it was definitely awesome to you know sit there and watch and just see the the communication between you know teammates and yep uh and I thought it was I thought it was great you know like you said like I wish they could do it in the in the regular season yeah but uh but, but yeah I mean it's it, it was great to see we know we you know we know it it obviously could never happen and everything and and I get that but like it was so cool to see and I think MLB knocked that out of the park as well the Alec Manoa thing you really see the competitive side and what goes through the mental mindset and the makeup of a of a major league pitcher right there for everybody who didn't get to play baseball at a high level or or you know I I, I played junior college and it's a battle, man. It's a different game at that level. And, you know, hey, junior college ball, extremely difficult, right? I can only imagine what professional baseball is like. And you see these guys, you got a live look and and you got to actually listen to the competitive nature of these guys. And Alec Manoa, you know, like you said, with Smoltzy, he said, hey, you're sexy. I like that. And then he shook Smoltzy off on one pitch, and he goes, no, man, I, I really want to go up right here. I want to mm -hmm. elevate it in the zone. And then he threw it right down the middle, and as soon as he let it go, he said, hey, that's right down the middle. And, and he, you know, you, you just saw him fired up and talking a little trash. And he was having fun with it, but he was also being uh, balls-to-the-walls competitive. And – I think that Major League Baseball really needed that last night. And then you moved on. You got to see the weird side of Garrett Cole. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's just – he's a different cat, man. But it, it was really cool to see him and him and Freed just sit there and chop it up. You know, they're both on the bench in the dugouts and they're talking, you know, uh, having a good time and everything. That was really neat to see. And then, like you said, you got to see um, Trevino and, and Nestor – and them go through their pitch sequence, man, and, and what they like and what they don't like. And it was absolutely incredible. I, I was glued in to the TV. I was, I was, even though it wasn't this big, you know, offensive night and everything. And, and I think the NL went from like the first to the, what, the seventh inning without getting a hit or something like that. Or, yeah, it was, it was something yeah. wild, but. You know, it, it was still it still kept me glued to the TV, and and I didn't want to turn it off. You know, and I, I watched Jose Trevino come up to the come up to the plate, and he's like, "Man, my first All Star game! Like, I'm here in the box." And they're asking him, "Like, man, did you ever think like this was gonna happen?" And he's like, "You know, 
I didn't. I didn't, you know, absolutely not. Like, but I'm blessed to be a Yankee. And then he talks through his entire at bat. And as soon as the pitch is released, bro, he's he's telling you if he's spitting on it or if he likes it, you know, and and he finally they're like, Hey, what are you looking for? And he's like, I'm looking for something up right here. And then bang, he 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 backsides one down the first baseline and he's like, Hey, look at there, I got a hit. That's my first all-star hit. He, you know, he rounds first and everything, and he's like, Give me that ball. I want the ball. And I just think that was it was so damn cool, man. And it was it just really took you behind the scenes of what these dudes do every single day. And it's it's incredible. I think they stole the show. I really do. I think they they knocked it out of the park last night with the all-star game. And I thoroughly enjoyed it, even though it was low scoring. I mean, I had an absolute blast watching it. Did you? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, just the competitive. I mean, obviously it's the most competitive of the three so i mean I, and yeah. that, that's what i that's what i want to see is the competitive the competitiveness of it uh really just made it an exciting game you know yeah and, and that's that's exactly how i feel and and moving on to this this next segment d lane is the home run derby man and you know like i said earlier i really feel like this set the freaking tone because you know star-studded field the legend Albert Pujols in it, and you got Schwarber at the one seed, and you got uh, Pistol uh, Polar Bear Pete. He's trying to three Pete, and you got dudes in here: Juan Soto, you know, Seager, uh, Julio Rodriguez, the rookie who's taking the lead by storm, man. Uh, and yeah. and they start off with with Julio and Seager out the gate, and. What Julio Rodriguez did, D-Lane, I think it glued people to the TV. He come mm-hmm. out and he hit 32 – he hit 32 fucking home runs, bro, in mm-hmm. what, four minutes, three minutes, yeah. four minutes? He uh, hit 30. Yeah, because you get two minutes, and then if you hit them two – if you hit two 440, you get another minute. So, yeah, he had 32 home runs in three minutes. Yes, something crazy like that. I can't remember how much time you get or whatever exactly, but – he hit 32 minutes in a short period of time and he was launching balls. And I really feel like people were glued to the TV, bro. They, they were like, Hey, I'm not leaving this, this dude, he's about to hit 500 home runs tonight. Like Mm -hmm. it was incredible. And how do you feel about that first, that first moment of the home run derby with Julio and this, the performance he put on? Yeah, I mean, I've you know absolutely, uh, just an absolutely incredible performance. I mean, it's just his first you know home run derby, his first All Star, and uh, the kid's what twenty? I think he just turned twenty one or twenty. Yeah, something or, like that. Yeah, and just to see the kid, you know, I mean, call him a kid, um, a young man. Just see the young man come out there and and you know drop thirty two home runs in the first round, and uh, you know, and really and truly. Like, yeah, it's, it, he put on a great performance, but, man, it sucks for Corey Seager that you drew this guy first round. Yeah. Because if you look at it, Corey Seager, he hit the second most home runs you know, out, of the, out of the whole – out of every round, you know. Like, mm-hmm. he hit 24 home runs. Yep. Like, that was the second – it was the second most in the first round, and then, you know, so forth and so on. So, like, it sucks that he drew – you know, that Julio had a, a great and outstanding first round. Because Corey Seager had a great round 
Yeah, if he's up against anybody else, Corey Seager advances. So, but just the performance that uh, Julio put on for the first two rounds was uh, was just absolutely incredible. Yeah, and and I I think in that first round you get three minutes. I think I'm okay. I can't really remember, but um, but you know th- there was a couple guys that we we were really just kind of. You know, I was kind of upset with, you know, I know Acuna, you know, he, he had Pete first round, but man, Acuna's pitcher dog, that, that was embarrassing. Like he gave the dude nothing to hit. It was frustrating. It looked like he was throwing freaking Randy Johnson sliders in there, bro. Like it, it was like, come on, man. Like give the dude, this is BP, like give him something to hit, you know, like that was frustrating. And then, uh, man, Schwarber dog, like, like, come on, man. I mean, yeah. how do you how do you feel about how do you feel about Schwarber? Because like a part of me kind of thinks like I think it was kind of rigged, dog. Like, yeah, I mean, I I don't as much as you know, like I don't. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't want to... It's tough to say, you know. It's like... Me personally, kind of like you were saying a while ago, like with with Albert even being there, you know, it was a, it was a, like I get it, you know, like he's it's his last yeah. year, you know, it's a, it's a feel good story, and you know what, what better way than you know to win a round of the home run derby, you know, to yeah. advance to the, you know, advance, at least to win a round. So, um, I mean, I could definitely see it being, you know the the wholesome moment oh you know the eight seed knocked off the one seed in the first round you know like and as much as i you know would hate to say that it, you know it's rigged um and you know a, a lot of people would be like oh you know like how well how, how can you rig a home run derby man it, same way with you know with the juniors pitcher like if you look at it but there was a lot of pitches that swarver's pitcher was throwing outside yeah like you know just not throwing good pitches and um and then, you know, there were some things on Twitter. People were saying, you know, the MLB messed up Schwarber's home run count, you know, this, yeah. that. But so that also makes you kind of think, like, oh, did they mess it up on purpose to make, you know, Albert, you know, knock off mm. the one seed? You know, who knows? Mm. But it just – I don't know. It seemed kind of – it seemed kind of fishy a little bit. Um, but, you know, it kind of is what it is. I mean, it's a – it's a good thing, you know, great for pull holes. You know, it's it's kind of well, whatever. My my thing is, bro, is like it, look, it's not hard to change your swing, okay? Like you I mean, you can get up there and BP and and hit line drives and all that stuff. But like you said, like his pitch, like his his pitches were just all over the place. Like they weren't really I'll tell you one thing I picked up on D Lane is like when Schwarber was hitting, he was like watching the baseball all the way till it landed and was like wasting time, which I know that's how the rules used to be, but like, it was like, he was just kind of like serenading in the moment. And 
it wasn't like, hey, like we're trying to hit home runs at like a fast pace here. Like it, it was, it was like, okay, well, like I only have to hit fifteen or whatever, and then you know, like, okay, well, I'm just taking my time and all this stuff. Like, come on, bro, pick it up. Like, let's mm-hmm. go. Like, it nukes. Like, you're solid freaking muscle. And how what he's hit what twenty nine home runs in the first half. Yeah, he's hit. Yeah, he hit like. 10 or 11 in the month of June. So, I mean, yeah, he said he said a pretty good amount. Yeah, and so, like, don't sit here and tell me that, you know, you can't muscle balls out of here and everything. Like, it just looks so, so staged and everything because, like, after Pujols got done hitting, he hit first, and then that they were already, like, doing the send-off. Like, everybody come out and was like, hey, Albert, you know, like, you're a legend. It's been great. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's back, like, bang, yeah. you know, Undertaker, out of the casket, like, rising up again. And I was just like, come on, man. Like, you know, I get it, the feel-good story and all that. But that was, like, really a damper on the first round was because, like, Schwarber, you know, I, I had him in the finals, man. Like, I thought, you know, him and Soto were going to slug it out and – I was just – I was upset, man. I, I just – complete letdown right there. But then you go – you got Albert and Soto in the second round, and you got Julio and Pete in the second round. And Albert – like, we all know – we all knew what was going to happen, dog. Like, he didn't stand yeah. a chance against Soto. And Juan Soto's performance was just incredible. And then you got Julio and Pete. Like, dude, what did you think about the second round? Uh, the second round with you know, obviously with, with Julio and Pete, uh, I'm going to start with them first. Like, Julio, I mean, comes out, you know, he hit 32 the first round. You're like, man, like, no no way this, you know, this this young man could keep this up, right? Exactly wrong. what I said. Yeah, wrong. Come back, <laughs> hit 31. And then it's like, man, like, as he's hitting these home runs, you know, they show Pete, and he's in the locker room <laughs> lifting weights. And it's like, man, like, dude, he, this dude just hit, like, he's at, you know, like 23, 24 home runs right now. And really and truly, I don't think he stands a chance. Like, Pete's sitting back here lifting weights. And then who there is at like 27, 28 home runs. And Pete's back there meditating. And I'm like, <laughs> man, Pete's about to hit 40 home runs. Like, like he's about to take away from this great, uh, this great performance that Julio just put on, like 31 bombs, like in the second round. I mean, that's insane. And then once again, like you know, Pete come out. Obviously, uh, he uh, this year I think Pete kind of looked a little sluggish. Um, mm-hmm. His even uh, like you know uh, the previous two years, like is his pitcher. I mean, it was the same the same BP pitcher, but it seems like the other two years, like man, you look at go back and like look at the strike zone from those past two years, especially last year, and it was like everything was right down the middle, like just where Pete liked it. And then this mm-hmm. year you saw the BP pitcher. Um, it was kind of, you know, like everything that he did throw down the middle, you know, Pete obviously hit it 400 feet, but then he would, you know, throw Pete inside or, you know, low and inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just Pete never got in that groove like he did the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Julio pulled off the, you know, the pulled off the upset again. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we, man, when, when I saw Pete meditating, and I was like, man, I was like, poor, you know, I was like, poor Julio, man. Like, this dude just hit 30 home runs, and Pete don't even care. Like, he's meditating. And, uh, but then, you know, Julio, you know, pulled, you know, pulled it out. But then, uh, 
But then, you know, like you said, with the Soto and Paul Holtz, like, obviously, you know, Paul Holtz wasn't going to do it again. I mean, yeah, it was great. Yeah. You know, he, he upset, you know, he upset Schwarber, you know, whoop de do. But, man, Juan Soto just – the dude's – to me, he's – He's what he's the most feared hitter in baseball. I mean, just no doubt. You you can you can't you know you can't take a pitch off from him. You know, like you got to throw your best stuff every single pitch. To uh, so I mean, just to just to see the performance that you know Soto put on, and uh, he kind of he kind of struggled in the second round a little bit, but then he, mm-hmm. you know, he only needed to hit sixteen home runs and what three four minutes. So I mean, yeah. we I think we all kind of knew that Soto was going to hit sixteen home runs and. In, in that time span, and obviously he was going to hit two more than four hundred and forty feet to get the extra minute. So, but uh, great, yeah. So round, really, yeah, and and that's my thing is like I was saying earlier, like you put somebody like a Devers in that spot, and could you imagine like like Devers and Soto going at it in that second round? Instead, we got Pujols and Soto. Like we, yeah. you could have just penciled in Soto in the finals, bro. Like we all knew, like. Pujols wasn't going to do it again. That was the only thing that was kind of the downfall of the Derby, in my opinion. But Juan, he knew, bro. Like, he knew he didn't have to uh, really give it his all in that second round. Like you said, he only had to hit 16. We knew he was going to get the extra timer with the 440, the two bombs over 440 and everything. But Julio Rodriguez, man, what he did, and like you said, with the Pete meditating and lifting weights, like – I text in the group, man, and with you and DG, and I was like, dude, I, I think Pete's done. Like, stick a fork in him. Like, this dude is on a mission. Like, Julio is – I mean, he's a star. Like, we know he's a star, but he's just like – I mean, he's crushing the field. And when he got to 31, man, I said, Pete's in trouble because like, you really – that puts up – I know people like hitting second, but when you see a number like 31 and you have – three minutes and, and, and then, you know, you get the timer and everything, but it, it, you got to get on a roll, man. And like, you got to get going quick. And when you take your time out, like with the number 31, man, you got to be at like 13, 14, 15 home runs. Like you got to cut it down halfway in order to have a chance. And Pete just could never get in that groove, man. Like it it just, it, it wasn't his night. And like you said, the pitching was a little off and he could just never consistently barrel it up and 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 elevate it and get it out of there. So he still hit 23 nukes, okay? He still hit 23, and Julio moves on. You get Julio and Soto in the finals, and, I mean, what a, what a show, man. What a show. I know both guys were probably a little gassed right there, and Soto wins at 19 to 18. But man, just talk about the the finals and and Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, what a what a great final. I I can't forget. I got to shout out my boy DG. He texted us before the home run derby and he said, "Hey, watch out the finals, Julio and Soto." Yep. And he, he said his did. sleeper pick, he said his sleeper pick was Julio to win it. Um, mm-hmm. but he, he did guess the finals and, uh, fell a little bit short on the, uh, on the actual winner. But, uh, yeah, shout out to my boy DG right there. But, you know, like you said, they were, I think they were both gassed, but I think Julio was more gassed. Yeah. Because y- you look at his two rounds and the dude hit 63 home runs in two rounds. So you got to think, 
All right, and Soto only hit uh, let's see, eight. What is that? 30, 32, 33, something like that. So he only hit thirty or he hit thirty four home runs in the first two rounds. Soto did. Mm-hmm. Julio yeah. hit sixty three. So you got to think Julio. Just say Julio took you know seventy eighty swings to get that sixty three. Soto might have only took 40, 40 swings to get thirty two yeah. or thirty four. So I mean, I think Julio. Man, you swing the bat that many times, especially you know the the weight and the ounces that they swing. Obviously, you're gonna get a little bit, a little bit tired, and uh, and obviously you saw it, man. Julio, he kind of just ran out of gas. I mean, he only mm-hmm. hit eighteen that round. And Soto, you know, obviously coming in and, you know, he started out with Jose. And uh, obviously, I mean, I don't see Jose as a, you know, a power hitter. But, you know, so I think I think Soto had, you know, obviously he had the easier first two rounds. And uh, so I think, you know, he come with him being able to have conserve a little bit of energy where Julio, man, he had to hit 30 both rounds, you know, to really advance. Um, But, yeah, man, just the – the swag that you know Soto brought. I mean, even the first round, man, when he hit that one against uh, Jose, and he bat flipped, and then the one that he threw it, you know, uh, when he walked off, you know, uh, Julio, you know, he bat flipped to the, you know, to the moon, yeah. and just, just a, a great performance from, uh, and just to see some, you know, joy out of Juan Soto. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna hate to see him walk at the end of the year, but. Hoping the Nationals are smart and give us a, you know, give us some prospects for him, but we'll, uh, we'll see. But not taking away from his night or anything, just a, an absolutely great performance from Juan Soto and the and uh, the twenty twenty two home run derby champion. Yeah, you know, my thing with the finals, man, is I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Soto and I'm like, hey, he's driving his price up. Okay, yeah. If he wins this thing, it's six hundred million. All right, five hundred million. Whatever you want to do, he deserves every bit of it. Okay, he has driven his price tag through the freaking roof. Like you said earlier, he's the most feared hitter in baseball. He's putting on a show in Hollywood. The fans are chanting "Future Dodger." He's loving every minute of it. Like he's he's the superstar that we've we've always wanted, man. And it's incredible. And like you said, like, you know, the nationals and everything with him at the end of the season, I think it's, it's, it's a 10 day span right here. And he's out. Like uh, we, we, we listed off the teams uh, who he might go to and everything, but he's out of Washington, man. They made the dude fly commercial to LA, bro. Like, come on. Like, what are you doing? I mean, just, just pack his shit up right now and get him out of there. Like burn the nationals organization down, you just won a World Series with the dude in 2019, and this is how you treat him? You make him fly commercial to the All-Star game? Like, are you freaking kidding me? You're a joke. Everybody in that front office, you're pathetic. You're pathetic. You treated the best hitter in professional baseball like he was fucking garbage. Like, honestly, like, he's fucking trash, all right? That, that's that's dog shit, and it, it pissed me off because – you know, me and you, we follow the, the Nationals super close. We got a connection up there with, with Coach Henley and everything. And and we've been up there to watch them play. And we've got to meet the players and everything. And, and just to hear conversations with Coach Henley and everything about how nice of a guy Juan Soto is, you know, off the field. He's yeah. a great person. And I can only imagine how many boxes of honey buns that he ate the other night after he won the after he won the home run derby. But 
Uh, by the way, that is a you know that, that that's a thing that that we you know we know about Soto and everything, and and um, it, it's 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 really cool that that you know we've we've gotten to hear some stories and everything, but it it just pissed me off, man. That that's how they treated him, and I need him out of out of Washington. I I need him out, man. I I, I don't want him there anymore. And and I love the Nationals. I love the Nationals, but I don't want him there anymore. I'm sick of it. That organization has turned into a a joke, and I, I'm just super proud of him though for winning the winning the home run derby. I was excited for him, the bat flip and everything, like you said, man. And and Julio Rodriguez, like I don't want to go without giving him his props. And like I said earlier, man, he set the tone. He 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 kept the eyes glued on the TV with the 32 bombs in the first round. Uh, him just coming out right out the gate, man, and him and Jeremy Pena out in that AL West for years to come. If you don't follow baseball closely, Jeremy Pena, uh, he is the starting shortstop for the Houston Astros. He is also a superstar. Okay, he is a rookie, and him and Julio Rodriguez battling it out out there in the AL West for years to come is going to be an absolute freaking show. Uh, there, There's just so much good going on in Major League Baseball right now. I'm through the roof, man. I think that this week just absolutely set it off. It let us know that baseball is not dead. It's it's the furthest thing from dead. It's, it's freaking peaking, and, and it's on the freaking rise, man, like – I mean, it's through the roof right now, and, and you love to see it. You really do. Mm. It's the game that, that I always loved growing up and I always loved playing, and I have a passion for it, man, and I know you do as well. But one thing before we get out of here, D-Lane, all right, I know they do the bracket style now, and they do the timer. Mm-hmm. But with the – like you mentioned earlier, with the Schwarber home run, and some people said that they miscounted his home runs and all that – should we go back to the old style with 10, 10 outs? And and the whoever hits the most home runs, like the top four moves on? Because I know some people said that it was kind of, you know, bullshit that Julio hit all these home runs. What he, he hit like 80-something home runs or what was it? Yeah, he, he hit 30. Let's see, he hit 63 in the first – Two rounds, and then he hit 18. So, yes. so he hit 81, 81 home yeah. runs. 81, 82, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so he he hits 80-plus home runs, and Soto only hit like 50-something, you know, something yeah. like that. So should we go back to the 10 outs and the top four most home runs go, or should do you like this bracket style? Should we keep it the same? Um. Well, you know, the only problem with the, that argument of – yeah, because I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we had to see the same tweet. You know, they're talking about Julio. You know, hit 81, 82 home runs. Soto only hit, you know, 53. You know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem with that is, okay, so if you go back to the 10 out, does Julio hit 83 home runs? You know, mm-hmm. does Soto hit 53 home runs? So I mean, like, if you go back to the 10 outs, you know, what if Julio gets up there and his first nine swings are ground balls? Mm. You know, then he just he just joined the home run derby for no reason, you know. Mm. So it's people people don't come to the home run derby to see ground balls, you know. So mm-hmm. what if you know Acuna? He didn't start off great, 
I, his first yeah. home, his first ten swings, he hit two home runs. So same result. Acuna joined the home run derby for no reason. If you go to ten outs, mm. um, so I mean, pe- people don't come to the home run derby to you know to see ground balls. You see, you come to the home run derby to see Julio Rodriguez hit eighty three home runs. You know, send eighty three souvenirs out to the you know out to the fans. <laughs> like so, I mean. I mean, I, I guess it was, you know, maybe different back in the day, you know, when, when Griffey and, you know, those guys were in there. And, you know, because, I mean, you gave Griffey 10 swings. You know he was hitting – you know, you know he was hitting 25 before he got 10 outs. So, yep. I mean, like, it, I guess it's kind of – I guess it might be just kind of different, you know, back then than nowadays. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you if you look at like Jay, like Jose Ramirez, not a typical home run guy, not a typical mm-hmm. power guy. So if you put him in, you know, you give him 10 outs, he hits three home runs. I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I think that kind of argument of, oh, well, Julio did this and Soto did this, you know, like we need to go back to the 10 outs. Like, I, I don't I don't like the 10 outs. Um, maybe it's just today's, you know, maybe it's just today's game. You know, I don't I don't think the 10 outs was a, you know, a great uh, – I, I like this format better is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Is, you know, people come to see home runs. Yeah. People don't come to see ground balls. So, if you if you, if you go to the 10 outs, I don't I, – I just don't know how that really works. And I, me personally, I think it takes a lot longer because, like you said, like, man, when, when Griffey, you know, when he hit one all in Camden Yards and then hit off the warehouse, you know, people stood there and watched it. And that ball took – 30 seconds to land, you know, so it's like, so you got to think, man, you, you, you know, you, you swing, you know, and Griffey swung, then everybody watched that ball hit the warehouse. That's 30 seconds for one pitch. But in mm-hmm. this, you're getting 40 pitches in three minutes or 40 pitches in four minutes. So mm-hmm. I, I think this format kind of speeds the home run dirty. Uh, it kind of speeds the process up a little bit. And, you know, obviously, yeah, it does suck that Julio did hit, 30, 31 more home runs than Juan Soto, but it's just that's just how it goes nowadays, you know. I mean, it's just just how it is. Yeah, and and I, I'm kind of right there with you. I think the only thing about the the timed format is is like you were saying. I think we lost a little a little bit of the of the juice of watching the home runs fly because everything is the cameras tracking the ball, and then the next pitch is thrown. And at least with the 10 outs, we did get to admire when uh, Mark McGuire, a Sammy Sosa, a King Griffey, or, you know, just I could keep going on and on with the greats, but we got to admire the home run with the 10 outs. And some people were saying, well, they used to take every other pitch because they were trying to avoid hitting for an out. Well, hey, put on there that, you know, make a rule where you can only – you can only take three pitches or, you know, something something yeah. like that if you did want to go back to that style. But I do like the bracket style. I do like the timed uh, three minutes, four minutes, you know, the the two bombs over 440 and you get the added on time. I do like that. I think it needs to stay there. I just kind of miss the, 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 the long fly balls. Uh, getting to sit at the plate and admire them and watch how far they go because as soon as they hit them, man, the next pitch is being thrown and they're trying to get off as many bombs as possible. But like you said, people are there to see Nuke be hit, and that's the ultimate thing, man, is is just to see as many home runs. That's the selling price, 
and and that's the ultimate ticket right there is is all the home runs being hit. So man, that was a that, that was a lot to talk a lot to talk about right there with the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby. Uh, it was a great breakdown, man. I had an absolute blast, D Lane, and and um, man, we're we're getting ready. We're getting closer and closer to college football. I know I want to get on here with. Uh, you know, you and DG and SEC Media Days is currently going on right now. And Harson, our boy Harson's coming up. All right. I want to I want to get our thoughts on everybody uh, that has has gotten the chance to speak at Media Days. And, and I, I can't wait to hear Brian Harson and what he has to say. And I want to do an episode, man, of, of you know, maybe predictions of the uh, SEC West and the SEC East this year. And so we got that to look forward to. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm uh, about to say, just uh, just hit me up, man. I, I was about to say, I should be here, you know, whenever you ask. So that's all you got to do is text me. All right, brother. Well, this will wrap it up for tonight, and uh, we'll catch y'all later. We're out. All right, man. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.